We're not gonna get to everything. Yeah. We're not gonna get to everything. <laughs> so we're not gonna get to everything. I'm just saying that for okay. the joke. <laughs> Hi everyone, I'm Melanie. And I'm Diana. And we're two queens in a pod. Cast. And it's uh, Hometown Heroes. Yes. It's the end of the month, so you know what that means. Another day, another neighborhood. Yeah, Melanie likes to call this our Hometown Heroes, but it's really just our neighborhood series. And our location today is Flushing. Flushing, Queens. Because as you all already know, we go to Queens locations and tell you all fine people about it after researching it, and that's what we do here. Two queens from Queens talking about Queens. So, what did you find, girl? Well, I, <laughs> I never know where to start. Like, I was like, where, I was like, where do we start? Um, well, I we should start off with like one of the I think is a fun fact mm-hmm. that Main Street in Roosevelt is the third busiest intersection behind Times Square and Harold Square. Yeah, I thought it was interesting. So obviously, the first two busiest are going to be in the borough of Manhattan, but where there we are, third Coming place. In third. Bronze baby. <laughs> we are the biggest borough by square footage. So yeah, yeah, yeah. So are we? I thought it was Brooklyn by square footage. That's what I thought for the longest, but I think population, Brooklyn's the quote unquote biggest. But okay. when it comes to like square footage, we 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 beat we beat them all. Okay, gotcha. I think it might have to do with JFK or something. It's a pretty big space. <laughs> the airport, not the president. No, not the president. I was like, what do you do? He like asked people to move to Queens. Yeah, he just started growing it out. Like he started like making landfill. Imagine he like just like bedded like a bunch of women, like trying to populate the city of Queens. <laughs> My fellow Americans, I need you to move to Queens. Okay. No. Uh, okay, let's start with when we stole from the Native American people. That was back in... Um, 1645 that's yeah, when pre-16 yeah, pre- yeah so that was like when the first settlement of like well the area of flushing um did you there so it was from the dutch dutch people yeah that's were, a dutch uh, as we all know dutch start kind of is the beginning of the stories and, and what i got from that is that um it was governed by new amsterdam and it was originally called Vlissingen, Vlissingen, I'm right? glad you said it so I didn't have to. Yeah, Vlissingen. But how did the residents were calling it like Flishing? And that's Vlissing? because, so so it started being, it started to get pronounced like more like Flushing because although it was Dutch territory, a lot of English folks moved there. Coming down from, from yeah. Okay, so here's what I, when I was reading about that. So, like, the Mayflower was the first ship that came here in America? That's what I believe. And they landed in Boston. Like Plymouth Rock? Yeah, where is that? Where is that? Uh, I don't know. Because I'm just thinking, (laughs) like, was that... Was that, like, what they were intending? Like, they, they just got on a ship? Like, that was the first ship here? Like, how did they find America? Well, it was during that, like, time where everyone was trying to find, like, a, a passageway to India. Okay. And it was, like, when boats, when, like, when, like, circumnavigations on on boats were happening and all these government, these European governments were sending people to find it. So, oftentimes, when people came here, they thought it, they were landing in India. Oh, But gotcha. they weren't. Okay. And, but then they just started taking over because they were like, oh, this is, 
land. Is that where the Dutch West Indian Company comes from? I believe they thought so. they were going it, India. 100%, yeah. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> 99%. There's always that 1% of doubt. 99.9. <laughs> All right, not to get too complicated, but then yeah. the English took over New Amsterdam in 1664. Yeah, wait, and who's that dude who came from present day Connecticut and like. Throgsneck. The Throgsneck oh, dude. Uh-huh. Well, but there was like a bunch of people that came from Connecticut. The, the guy from Astoria came from Connecticut. Yeah, too. so I think a lot of like English people from Folks England were coming down. Were right. coming down because they originally settled in what is present day Connecticut. Yeah. And then they started coming down and started seeing if they could take over other places. Um, but the reason why a lot of people from England were gravitating to what is present-day New York and Queens was that this was um, an area that gave religious freedom. Well, not quite. Ish. Yeah. They were like religious freedom, but except, not Quakers. Right, exactly. Except for, yes. So New Amsterdam and New Amsterdam, General Peter Stuyvesant prohibited Quakers from the New Netherlands. Why do we have a high school named after Stuyvesant? <laughs> If this is what he did. I don't know. The, that joins a list of the other controversial characters that have things named after them. Right. But who ended all that? John Brown. Bound. Bound. Like Bound Park. <laughs> or, um, the, or, the col- or the high school. Bound High yeah. School. So he was a farmer and he like would hold meeting Quaker meetings like in his house. Yeah. And then he got, he got shipped back to, to, to Holland. Right. But they kept fighting for rights, and then eventually got the rights, and then and then it officially became the first place of religious freedom. And then Flushing freedom. became the birthplace of religious freedom in the New World. Yeah, and his house still remains. So we have Flushing. to go visit yeah. the John Bound House. Yeah, we got to go there. We got to go there. There's a lot of like uh, that's one of the uh, what's the word when it's like landmark. Yeah, 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 it has landmark status. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of places that have landmark status here in this in Flushing. This Flushing, we're not, again, like I told you we're not going to get to all of them. It's massive, yeah, but yeah. we'll visit there and Flushing will continue to unveil itself throughout <laughs> our podcast. Um but yeah, by in 19 sorry, in 1664, mm-hmm. the English officially took over the land and Queens County was established in 1683, making it one of the five towns that com- um, that was the county. Yeah, that's and also... that was this is like when it was like huge. So like think of like Flushing now, and then also think of like Jamaica, and also to like the Nassau County line. That was like all Flushing. So right, like none of those towns existed. Right, all those other neighborhoods just have not formed yet. Yeah, right. and it was uh the town in in 1683 was. The town of Flushing officially established, um, and what you were saying there was four other ones: Hempstead, Jamaica, Newtown, and Oyster Bay were the other ones. Were the five town? Those are the five towns. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then the town of Flushing dissolved in 1898 when Queens became a borough. So this is when um, what was considered Flushing um, became more of like a neighborhood. And wasn't mm-hmm. like a town. It's a it's a neighborhood. So I know we like talked about this a little bit before, um, in our other episodes. But some towns that kind of were became from Flushing was like College Point and yeah. Whitestone, and that was all in like the eight mid eighteen hundreds, like eighteen sixties stuff like that. 
Um, and then the Flushing and Northside Railroad, which we just talked about in our previous episode, um, Gantry Plaza State Park. Uh, so this was like the Long Island Railroad that was the Port Washington branch. So that ran through Flushing. And that's kind of what gave a lot of people who were living in Manhattan to commute to suburbs. And that kind of also pushed up the population for Flushing. But I do have a really funny story about the Long Island Railroad Flushing Station for you. Okay. Okay. I've so, never been to that station. you never been? No. I think I've only been there one time, and I'm going to tell you the story right now. First and last. There's a one and done for Mel. What happened? So, picture it. Picture it, everybody. It okay. was the new year of 2020, 2011, okay? 2011, the year we graduated college. Right. So, this is like December 31st, 2010. Okay. All right. Me and Diana were invited to a party. Yeah. In the city. Uh huh. I remember the party. There was a certain person there that I used to like have a crush on. Yes. No longer don't have a crush on this person at all. But no, no, no. This was back in fourteen years ago, thirteen years ago. Yeah, I mean, look at you. Fourteen years ago, you can't you can't get too mad at yourself that you had a crush. So we're at this party and we're obviously a little intoxicated. Yeah. And the person just starts ignoring me out of nowhere. Like it's like after midnight, stop talking to me, and I'm like, I don't understand what I did. Blah blah blah. And then I find out it's because Diana told him that I liked him. Now, oh, granted, God forbid. God forbid. God forbid. God forbid tell tell someone like you him. like them. Jeez. In present day, I'm like, that is so toxic. But in like back in the day, I was like, my friend, you are my friend. You betrayed me, Diana. You betrayed me. So I left the party. I and this is like I back remember when Uber this wasn't now. a thing. There was no Ubers. Pre Uber folks. Pre Uber. So I jumped on the Long Island Railroad. My mom picked me up, and I was just like, Diana, don't someone that I liked him. And my mom's like, Why would she do that? Why would she do that to you? <laughs> I remember that. So I actually, now that I you was read at that it. Long Island Railroad, was me hysterically wow. crying on the first day of January. One of our kick off twenty eleven. One of our one of our our few fights. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I'm talking about fighting, uh-huh. right? Before the eighteen hundreds, while the American Revolution was going on, right? Did you know Flushing and Queens? fought for the British troops, like people who lived there. <laughs> like, like the British Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Talk about betrayal. You think I was bad telling <laughs> some dude that you liked that, that you know, I'm th- I'm probably, I was probably thinking like I was being matchmaker or something, you know? I don't think that's but, a bad thing. I no, think no, no. that, I think no, 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 I it know. was ridiculous I that I, I was that upset about it. We're talking about 20, 21-year-old brain, you yeah. know? It's not, our prefrontal cortex has not been developed yet. But yeah, you know, you think that's betrayal. Flushing at Queens, going for the Brits. Can you believe that? Unbelievable. Unbelievable. All right, but fast forward again. All I just right, sorry to sneak for that, that detour. <laughs> a little detour, it's fine. Uh, what did you have? Did you get that Our there was a first public high school in 1875? Yeah. I actually yeah. went to middle school in Flushing, technically. Oh, you did? schools, yeah. What was, what was, did you, was that, that was a public it school? It was 185 Bleecker, because there's like different sections of flushing so there's like broadway flushing uh linden hill murray hill which i thought murray hill was its own town but yeah not to be confused with the yeah murray hill in um manhattan no but yeah no that's what i got that there's subsections of it um 
Not to like jump ahead too much, but um, we were talking about uh, the, there's a a housing complex called Electchester Mm -hmm. that is located in Flushing. And my sister actually lived there with her husband who works for Local 3. So it's like, it was established. That's the only way you could live there. Yeah. It was established by someone who was in Local 3 back in like the 60s. -hmm. And it's kind of like a, they pay for a lot of like the funding there. Um, but I thought it was funny that it's Local 3 International Brotherhood of Electric Workers. Like, yeah. Brotherhood, like, should that be updated? Because there are women that work for Local 3. Ooh. Maybe all the women who work for Local 3 are, are like, like gender bar, Or they're, maybe they're gender binary. Like, they'll take on the Brotherhood a little because it's like... Right. I don't know. I think that should be changed. <laughs> or non-binary, I meant to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I could see that. It could just be like siblinghood. Yeah, siblinghood, right. That works, because, yeah, you're right. It's not just dudes who work for Local 3. It might be predominantly dudes. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. But um, you know what that made me think of, Electchester? It made me think back to our uh, Astoria episode and how Steinway used to, like, take people that he wanted to work and, like, make a village for them. Oh, right. Like, that's, like, the village of their, like, community. Yeah. But unlike that situation... There's a union. It wasn't to get them away from the union. So, I mean, it seems like a good perk. It was the opposite to keep them in a union. To keep them in a union and give them not be in a union. Yeah, to be like, don't, don't listen to the union. Yeah, right. (laughs) Don't protect yourself. Come to this community. (laughs) Um, But yeah, 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 yeah. That's okay. So let's rewind a little bit. We're jumping around. It's cool. We're jumping around. So let's go to um, the 1900s. Does that sound yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Let's jump there. Yeah, right? I didn't have anything else about the 1800s. Yeah. Uh, the only other thing is that in the late 1800s, you know, it became, it started going away from far land, farmland vibes and started becoming more densely populated, mm-hmm. started getting city vibes, you know. Um, and so in the 1900s, as bridges started connecting you know, Manhattan into Queens, populate, like the Queensboro Bridge was built and like Penn Station was being built. What do you think made them decide that Manhattan was going to be the city? I think that's where the Dutch initially landed. And they just started like making skyscrapers. <laughs> oh yeah, back then they started making the, yeah, all the skyscrapers. But you know what no. I mean? Like why they decide that to be the city? I think it's just where they landed. How do you pass a big block of land, the Long Island, and then just land on Manhattan? Wait, wait, wait. Pass You're what saying land? where they... Long Island. How did they pass Long Island and be like, yeah, I'm going to keep going until I hit this smaller island, Manhattan? Oh, right. They would have had to miss Long Island. Yeah, I feel like that's hard to miss. Right? I guess. I don't know. <laughs> We're not we're not looking into Long Island. We should get like a historian on on the show. We're on this we're on the island of Long Island, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, but Manhattan's not. I know that. I'm saying how do you pass this island and go to that much smaller island and be like, this is where I'm gonna stay. But how many miles up is Manhattan like? I don't know. On a map it looks like it's it's past us. Do you get what I'm saying? If you're coming from Europe, you have to pass Long Island. So why wouldn't you just be like, you know what? That's where I'm going to stay because it's close. Why keep sailing, you know? Yeah. 
I just I'm I'm thinking of I wonder if it has to do with like ships and ports and there's but maybe not. Hudson, when did Hudson get into the picture? I don't know. Let's move on. But <laughs> we're just we're just letting everyone know how ignorant we are. So <laughs> if you don't already know, now you know. Are we ignorant again. if we're asking questions and want to learn? Yeah, we're not ignoring the truth. We're searching for the truth, but we're just asking each other and then not researching it. True. Okay. <laughs> so then we Does are ignoring. We're kind of ignoring okay. the truth. Like we're just asking each other, and then we stay confused. <laughs> You know, these other podcasts, like, you know, like the Joe Rogan podcast and all that, like there's a dude on, on site, like looking stuff up. We don't have the money for that. Yeah, I don't have money for that. We and then the I funds. feel like it would just take too much time if we started researching Imagine this stuff. like Coco would do it, like with her paws. She's like, damn, Coco, get it together. Learn something. Coco's Melanie's cat, if you didn't know. Oh, yeah. Sorry, <laughs> I think you said she was the producer in one of the episodes. Right. Or our mascot. Oh, that's <laughs> the producer. Why not? Let's make her the producer. <laughs> so anyways, people were starting to come to Queens finally. Okay. So now let's get to the 70s. Let's. Well, no, wait. Did you hear that like Flushing was the Hollywood of New York? Yeah. And there was like, so the theater, that movie, it was before it was a movie theater. It was actually reminded me of, of like what the Moulin Rouge is. It was like a vaudeville performance place. And, and now it's like covered in graffiti and was like abandoned. Oh, it got knocked down. Yeah. It's gone. Down. Yeah. So it was it was like a vaudeville theater where people like Mickey Rooney, the Marx Brothers, Bob Hope, they would perform there. Um, and the vibe in Flushing, like especially along Northern and Boulevard and all of that was like, it was like glitz glam, Glitzy fancy time. Yeah. And it makes sense because if you think to our... Um, Astoria Studios episodes and, and our and our Museum of the Moving Image, like that's the people who are living there. And so this is where they would go to be lavish and fancy and all that jazz. Mm-hmm. But now the 70s, disco fever. Yeah. Well, that was when a lot of um, immigrants from Taiwan, Taiwan started coming and started like establishing um, more of a presence in Flushing. Yeah, so that's when like the... The Chinatown portion of Flushing started developing. Yeah. Um, and you started opening up businesses. But, you know, don't be confused. There's a, a lot of other um, Asian nations that are there um, even before Taiwan, Taiwanese and, yeah. and, and um, Chinese um, immigrants came. So there was, Jap- there was a, ja- a small Japanese uh, population there. Um, there was also a South Korean population there, but then it was like a very, very, very big influx of um, all these different individuals from um, Taiwan, yeah, and different nationalities like, of different Asian communities, yeah, and different provinces of China. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. there's just so many provinces; huge, like it's massive, um, and yeah. So that that continued, and it continued to diversify. In the 1990s, early 2000s, became a food mecca. I actually realized we went. Remember we went? Yeah, we did dim sum there. (laughs) Yeah, we did dim sum. Do you remember the name of the place we went? I don't, but I have pictures of it, so I'll put it up on the pod, the Instagram. Yeah. Um, I've never really done um, dim sum. It reminded me of like tapas. Yeah. Like Spanish tapas, but like like Asian stuff. Yeah. Yeah, a lot of small plates that you could just like. It was really good. We walked, we like rolled out of there. Like rolled out because we ate a lot of. Food. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! I was like, I was imagining us rolling. I like, I really took that literally. We tumbled out of there. 
Just did a couple somersaults yeah. and some backflips because, you know, why not? Like, why wouldn't you want to do that after eating a ton of food? Um, and then, yeah, keep pushing forward 21st century, continue to become a melting pot, predominantly attracting immigration um, from, from China. The center of it is Main Street and Roosevelt Avenue, but if you didn't know, it also expands way, way, way down past Northern and, and down Casino Boulevard. Yeah. yeah, and even during like the uh, pandemic, it still kind of flourished, um, Flushing, and it also is almost being compared to as the new Chinatown, like where downtown Manhattan, um, Flushing is being kind of competitive of being the um, biggest, the biggest, one. yeah, bigger Chinatown. It's interesting because like when I think of the biggest, like so. My dad grew up in Bay Ridge, Brooklyn, and then by the time he was moving out, um, it was becoming very, like, um, it, a, a Chinatown was developing there as well, like in Sunset Park. So there's Sunset Park in Brooklyn, there's the Chinatown in um, Manhattan, and then there's a Chinatown in Queens. Yeah. And I was having trouble figuring out which one was the biggest, but I did land on what you got, was that... So it has it houses over thirty thousand individuals born in China. By this metric, it is the largest Chinatown outside of Asia. Yeah. So if it's the biggest Chinatown outside of Asia, then it has to be New York City's biggest Chinatown. Yeah, as well. I think it meant like influence, like downtown was it, and now Flushing is becoming it. Kind of right. Thing. Yeah, it's like changing. <laughs> and you know, at the end of the day, it makes sense that the largest at borough the has the largest. At the end of the day. Yeah, I'm trying to think. I mean, I've taught at a lot of schools um, in Flushing. You know, I've like I've been there. I I actually travel. I have to travel <laughs> through Flushing all the time <laughs> to go to a, what you would call it to go to Fresh Meadows. It's massive. It's massive. We only this is only tip of the iceberg, folks. Yeah, I was gonna say something. I completely forgot what it was. That's fine. It's all right. And if you think about, it, if you just think about the big, like how big it is. That's I, I'm picturing just it being big in my head, you know, like just a big thing. Yeah, well, because like sometimes you just think of Main Street and Roosevelt and you're like, okay, yeah, but it goes way past that. And then also, if you think about it, it's um, Flushing Meadows Corona Park. So part of Flushing Meadows yeah. Corona Park is Flushing. City Field is technically in Flushing. Like I have three friends that live in Flushing and to get to each of their houses is like a 20 minute drive like from one house to the other so yeah like that's how big it is like it's huge somebody could be on one side and the other side and it still takes like a half hour to get there yeah like anyone who lives in lic or a story like if you think long island city is big like this like no it's not right it's huge i don't think long island city is big well if you yeah i guess if you connect a story with long island city it seems big it's really not at all though no no but um what was it? There was a funny joke that, like, so last year, remember when Plummer came from the, um, from like their farm, the Mets farm team up to the major leagues? Is this a person, Plummer? Or is yeah, that a, his oh, last the occupation. Okay, Plummer. I missed this guy. I don't know where he went. He evaporated. He was like on the Mets for like a week, and he was so cool. He came out. You know how like all the bad, all that when you go up to bat, all the songs play. Right. His was the Mario Brothers because they were plumbers. Oh, that's So it was good. like, do, 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 do. And so he would come up and I was like, I already love this guy. This guy's mm-hmm. hysterical. Then Gary Cohen, one of the announcers of the, of the Mets, he had the funniest joke once. I lost it. 
And he was, what did he say? He was like, I didn't mean I lost the joke. Like, I lost it. You lost it like you were laughing. Yeah, so I was hard. laughing a lot. Yeah, yeah, And he goes, he goes, leave it up to a guy named Plumber to make it big in Flushing, in the town of Flushing. Because, like, flushing a toilet? Yeah. I got it. It was cute. Yeah. I liked it. And I swear, I loved this guy for, like, a week, and then he was gone. And everyone's mm-hmm. like, why do you like plumbers so much? You got a home run while I was in the bathroom at City Field. Wow. <laughs> the irony is real. The irony is endless. Is endless. But, um... I remember what I wanted to say before. Oh, yeah, go for the it. The Queen Historical Society is located in Flushing. Yeah. We should check that place out. They would hate us. Yeah, they'd be like, you got it all wrong. Like, we are not sponsoring you. You are terrible humans. <laughs> they would, like, if anything... Like, oh, we have this podcast, they listen to one episode, they're like, absolutely not. They're like, wrong. Eh, eh, eh. Like, they have a buzzer for, like, all our misinformation. But yeah, mm-hmm. this is this woman is keeping it alive. She started in, like, 1968 or something. Oh, good. And it's in, a, like, a house that's been there since, like, the 1700s. Nice. Yeah. Very cool. Since 1968. The year before the Mets won the World Series. Yeah, and we landed on the moon. That way. She was like, you know what? I'm going to get the historical society up. The Mets are going to win. we got to start writing history. <laughs> got to start writing. And then that is history. <laughs> and that's history. I'm just going to end in 69. All right. No, well, that's, that's the 86 is after that. True. Yes. Yeah. And that is the history. That's when history ends. Nothing that's else really end. matters after oh. that. <laughs> All right. I think we're wrapping this up today. Again, only the tip of the ice iceberg for flushing. It'll definitely pop up here and there as we visit more places. But yeah, like always, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for being a friend. Okay, bye. Bye.